0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by most valuable podcasts leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to be talking about the Phoenix Suns. Brian McDonough, the GM of the Suns, coming out, saying that they're open to trading the number one overall pick. We're going to discuss about that. Then a report coming from Sporting News talks about the Memphis Grizzlies being open to trading the fourth overall pick. We're going to talk about that as well. And then recently, like probably 15 minutes ago, Mm -hmm. A report came out from Bleacher Report saying that the Cat... Well, it was a report on the Zach Lowe podcast that Cat and the Timberwolves' relationship is a little bit icy and they might be uh, throwing Cat's name into trade rumors. So we're going to talk about all that here on the Fast Break podcast. We're going to open up with Wet Boys of the Week. But before we do that, please check out patreon.com slash most available podcast. If you want to be on a podcast, you want to help support us, Go over to patreon.com slash podcast. It means so much to us from all of our patrons who are currently patrons. It means so much if you, uh, who are not a patron, would go and check us out and possibly uh, think about supporting us. Also, head over to podcast.com if you want to rep some MVP merch. We got a black and white shirt, a classic MVP shirt. It's real sleek, so if you want to buy some MVP merch and rock that out, go over to mostvaluablepodcast.com. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, rate us five stars there. The Fast Break Podcast, the Primetime Podcast, the Onside Kick, the Rick and Johnny Podcast, and a graphic conversation. It helps us out uh, in in loads and bunches. And also, just one other throw out there, uh, uh, 11,500 subscribers. We are so close. We want to thank you guys for helping us grow, having two great months back-to-back, and we hope we're able to continue that trend. But, boys, let's jump into wet, boys. We're talking about the dampest of dudes, the wettest of boys, the moistest of men, uh, the soggiest of shooters. It felt like we haven't done this in so long because we just did two hours Uh of a a draft podcast. But we are talking about wet boys, guys that absolutely popped off over the past week in the NBA playoffs. We're going to jump in with Ricky Widmer's pick. Ricky, who was your wet boy of the week? Before
2: I say who my wet boy is, I just want to give, it's kind of an honorable mention, but it was just who I was debating. It was either this person or Jalen Brown. I said I can't give it to a Celtic again, so I went back with, Kevin Durant. I mean, he is a guy where I know game two was more of like, a, oh, we're just going to let Kevin Durant do what he do, what he does. Do what but he game do. Game one, do he, went he went do. out there and completely dominated, basically said, Chris Paul, anybody, I don't care who's defending me. I'm going to go to my spot by the elbow. I'm going to shoot that shot and it's going to go in almost every time. So Kevin Durant, he's going to be the reason why they win this series in six games.
1: There was one thing that DP keeps saying, Dan Patrick keeps saying that James Harden is the most unstoppable offensive player right now in the NBA. But I keep looking at Kevin Durant, and it's just like you can't guard him. You mm-hmm. can't he's guard like, him no matter what. And he was just walk it was one play, even they were down, I think like about twelve in the last game where the Rockets won. Mm-hmm. He just walked up and just fired up a three. That guy's seven feet tall and just draining threes. Like, seems, you can't stop him. He's greatest the the scorers ever. Well, it yeah.
2: seems like you can tire out James Harden. You can't tire out Kevin Durant.
1: Well, and I think the one thing too, James Harden like will be able to do what he wants, but you mm-hmm. cannot guard Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like yeah. James Harden has more uh facilitating abilities. Obviously he's great at driving. I think he's probably a little bit better mm-hmm. at driving than KD, but KD's no logic doing contract. that. And Katie's just an unreal shooter. Well, it's so like
2: Jalen Rose calls him, he's a professional scorer, baby. Yeah. yeah,
1: Kevin Durant's unreal. Dave, you have a familiar face, but not a player <laughs> this ah, week.
2: Ah,
0: I, I got the man with the plan. I got Brad what Stevens a- taking the Celtics to at the moment a two zero lead over the Cavs, and just honestly embarrassing the Cavs right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is a team of young talent and a good mix of veterans on top to keep everything together. Uh, nothing but respect for this man and what he's gotten this team to do. Honestly, I don't think anyone saw this series going this way. Um, I'd love to see it continue. I'd love to see what happens if he gets into the finals against either one of these Western Conference teams. I'm just, I'm floored with what he's able to do. I'm honestly floored.
1: It's been insane so far. And we're now talking about him possibly overtaking Pop, overtaking Kerr as the current best. Coach in the NBA, it seems sacrilegious to say, you know, Brad Stevens is better than Greg Popovich, but the way Stevens has his boys performing in the playoffs is absolutely unreal.
2: I told you guys last week, if he makes it to the finals without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. he will be number one on my coaches' rankings.
1: I don't know. It's 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 just it's if it, it would pain me to get rid of Pop being uh, mm-hmm. up there, and, and, and you know, Steve Kerr's been doing a great job, but I, I still feel weird even putting Kerr rings. Think, at number one. Think, no <laughs> rings.
0: All I'm saying,
1: all I'm saying, Brad, you got to get there. But is it recency bias when we do? these rankings is it recency bias oh, I and mean, what have you done with to incredibly. us lately? So, I mean, that's why Steve Kerr <laughs> has been above Pop. That's why Brad Stevens is now being, you know, put up there in Pop. I mean, all time, it's not even close. Pop is, you know, one of the best, if not the Clearly, best.
0: Clearly, Pop is the reason why Kawhi's not coming back to the Spurs, though. So, I mean, we just gotta, you <laughs> know, notch him
1: down a couple. Anyways, my, uh, my, my Wet Boy of the Week and I just realized I spelled his name wrong on the original uh, write-up mm-hmm. of this, oh, uh, yeah. this Wet Boy. Uh, so, we're gonna have to redo this, but it's Marcus Morris uh, of the Boston Celtics Marukes. Uh, Marukes. <laughs> Morris. Wait, I might just leave it. It'd be funny <laughs> if I just left it. Uh, Marcus Morris, seventeen points per game, eight total rebounds, two assists. Shot forty-six percent from the field, fifty percent from three. Actually, shot like a pretty decent amount. It took like uh, I think uh, eight threes in total over the past two games uh, shooting 50% so he's been a plus on the offensive end but where it matters is the defensive end um, and we're talking about him versus LeBron James. The LeBron Uh, stopper. LeBron Mm -hmm. this series against Marcus Morris. He has 56 plays, only 11 points, 4 of 14 from the field 0 for 4 from 3 against others LeBron in this series, 41 points 16 of 28 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Marcus Morris has been doing his job and we talked about that being a massive key in the Eastern Conference Finals previews that we did and so far Marcus Morris has been doing his job and uh, shout out to him he deserves the wet boy for the performance that he's been giving so far in the first two games of the eastern conference finals but let us know who your wet boys are down below and i do want to throw this out there because ricky threw this out there in uh on twitter that uh the top three wet boys were mm-hmm. also the three finalists for the mvp yeah
2: the top three from the regular season mm-hmm. lebron um uh, ad and harden they were one, two, three—probably what they should be for the MVP.
1: I don't know. Mm. James Harden. Had a great, James Harden had a great season, even though yeah, we gave our wet boy help. The, even though we gave our wet boy honor of the year to mm-hmm. uh, Jay, uh, to LeBron James. Uh, James Harden still, you know, had a phenomenal year. we can't yep. take that away from him. Most likely will be the MVP because he came up with the shoe. But anyways, let us know who you have for your wet boy of the week down in the comments below. All right, but we're going to move into our topics for the week. We have all trade talk this week, The Suns, the Grizzlies, and Carl Anthony Towns. We're going to jump into the first one. Phoenix Suns, general manager Ryan McDonough says he is open to relinquishing his prized place in the NBA's draft. Cat bird seat for the right return. What the hell is this article? ESPN (laughs) Uh, in an interview uh, on ESPN's two NBA Draft Combine special on Friday. The Suns. I said the Suns haven't ruled out the option of dealing away the number one pick in June's draft for a lower pick or even a worthy veteran. We're certainly open to that. We'll consider it. Obviously, we'll have more information closer to the draft than we do today. After we go through medical, through the workout process and the interview process, and we get the medical physicals, so we're open to that. So. Throwing it out there, Ryan McDonough is open to trading the number one overall pick. And Ricky, when you first you know threw this out there, you first mm-hmm. mentioned this before we were recording. I just had the immediate reaction of, oh no. Like <laughs> I, I think this would be the worst scenario for the Phoenix Suns. I think this is a, a terrible idea. Again, maybe, maybe again, you know, the fact that he's considering it, that's fine. You should be a GM doing your due diligence. But I think you should not be trading this pick if you are the Phoenix Suns. Are you guys in the same boat? boat, We'll go to Ricky first. Are you in the same boat as me that this could be a potential disaster for No,
2: I am on the complete other side of the fence. And the reason why is I'm going to continue the quote that you just read where he goes on to say, I think if you look around the NBA, as far as veteran players, there are now probably a few players we'd consider trading the pick for not just pick for player number one so it'll be a busy month for us. That's what I think the Suns are going to do. The Suns have young talent. The Suns are only trading this pick if they get a veteran a la Kawhi Leonard. Not saying he's the one, but that's what I'm saying. They would need a veteran that is worth the number one
1: pick. But in my eye and and, may, and maybe this goes back to Igor I'm not even going to try his last name because apparently <laughs> I can't <laughs> get I it right Igor. no matter what. Igor Koshkovo. Uh, there he goes the only time we it, but Igor throughout that he really believes in Devin Booker's playmaking abilities mm-hmm. uh, Dave, uh, and, and Devin Booker last year had a career high in assist numbers I think he averaged near 5, point, uh, 5 assist point per game, I think maybe it was 4.7 assists per game, um, but boiling that down, I mean, he thinks that you know Devin Booker can be a playmaker, so maybe D. Book ends up playing the one, then they move Josh Jackson to the two and then you bring in a guy like Kawhi to play the three and then obviously we know you know Dragon Bender had a nice end of the season Um, you still have Marquise Chris I just think you need to add on to this youthful movement just keep this team young and let them grow and develop under a new head coach instead of bringing in a veteran that's going to speed that process up I mean you know Ricky's again saying it couldn't hurt because you already have young talent but I think you just need to embrace that young talent especially after you had the number one pick and your team looked terrible last year
0: yeah, I completely agree with you on this one, Sean. I think that adding... Oh, really, Ricky? You gave a little, little <laughs> I nah. gave the, like, the, 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 the no, no shocker there. The We Agree podcast agrees again. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fact is adding a veteran speeds up the timeline. Adding a veteran means that mm-hmm. this team's going to have to try to compete. And, yes, you are trying to keep Devin Booker happy. That's the only reason I could see them go the, this route, is to make sure that Devin Booker's going to resign with them long-term because if he loses for four straight years, why would he want to take that deal? Mm-hmm. Money being on the table, I get it. But like I could see him being upset at being a losing franchise continually year after year, even at, while being an excellent young player. I think that if you go for the youth, you take you know what is touted to be the number one pick in this draft with Aiton, you lock down that five, and you would be happy that you have money and you have young talent. And everything is rolling up the right way for you.
1: Well, and we throw this out there. We're going to throw this out there on the cat to- topic is that, you know, while Carl Anthony Towns might be upset or Devin Booker might be upset with the current way the franchise is going. Different again, reasons, but yes. A- again, <laughs> and I know, but I'm just saying if just two young stars that are, 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 are upset with their organizations yeah. um, saying Devin Booker, again, would be upset for losing for four straight seasons. We're not saying he is, but if he does become that way, Phoenix still has the ability to control where he goes. He's still an RFA. They'll still be able to match any offer and match any money that's thrown at Devin Booker. So it's really not unlikely that Devin Booker will be leaving unless he decides just not to play if he is signed under contract for Phoenix. So, again, I I just look at this and saying you can't speed up that process. You can't really... Alter the way things are going, Dave. I'm going to go back to you because uh, you mentioned a little bit of money. Yeah. One thing that you know has been brought up in our comments sections, and we'll talk about this. Is, this is the Suns. You know, Clint Capella is going to you know be up and uh, up for a contract this year, and Houston doesn't have a lot of cap room something that's been thrown out there because these Suns do have the number one overall pick and they'll have some flexibility. Mm -hmm. What if you throw money at Clint Capella? He's your five. You put Mm -hmm. Dragon Bender at your four because again he could be that stretch four. At that three you draft a guy in, Luka Doncic. Again, he has that connection with Igor. Then at the two you have Josh Jackson. At the one you have Devin Booker if you believe in his playmaking ability. And then again Doncic can even take over that at points of the game as well. I think that is more of a solid proof plan, especially with Clint Capella's age, then going out and getting a guy in Kawhi Leonard who has said that he He's upset in the current situation he's in. That situation is a third seed consistently in the Western Conference with no stars. So why would he go to Phoenix, which is uh, right now a worse... Franchise than By San Antonio. Far. I don't yeah. think anyone's disagreeing that. Yeah, with mm-hmm. less stars, with a worse I coach mean, so Dev far. Devin
0: Booker and LaMarcus Aldridge about on the same level as far as stardom, I would say.
1: Okay, but I mean, one's one's an NBA veteran and one's and Devin Booker who who's, who's still very young. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, we. I don't think it's too bad to say that LaMarcus Aldridge has proven more than he Devin Booker year. so far. I mean, yeah. Um. And we, again, I'm just saying though. What the whole thing has been is that he wants to go to Kawhi Leonard wants to go to a big market with stars. Yeah, Phoenix isn't either of those. This is not that. <laughs> so I mean, I don't understand where what star you could bring on and help this team.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you you would have to pay a pretty price to get someone of value there, and I don't know any team shopping players of that quality worth the number one overall pick. To be honest, so I, I like what you tossed out there with the Clint Capella thing. I don't. My fear for him is I would not give him a max contract. Like I just. He's a great role player. He's a great rim mm-hmm. runner, but he's also someone who does not deserve a max contract in my mind. Could he get it this year? Probably. I mean, there's there's a chance. There's mm-hmm. a chance, but like, in all honesty, that's not someone I would max out of the contract while I'm staring at, lo- while I'm looking at my team going, all right, if I'm going to pay for Booker and I want to make a splash in the 2019 free agency class, which is going to be loaded, like, I want to make sure that I have options available to me here's going what forward. I'm,
2: here's what I'm thinking, and I'm keying in on a specific. Phrase that McDonough said. He said it's going to be a busy summer for us. What if trading the number one pick isn't the first move they do?
1: They said busy month.
2: Well, busy month. What if it's not the first move they do? What if it's not the only move they do? What if I've got two trades in my head that I just kind of figured well, out? Fir-
1: well, do want to throw out? They still have the pick after lottery yes, as well.
2: Yes, they do. But the first one I'm thinking of is Atlanta sits at three. What if you did – you know what? You could take Luca, and I do agree with Dave if I'm sitting there with the pick. I would take Luca if I'm the Suns. Or you can sit there and go, hey, what if we try to work a trade with Atlanta? We can get the three, Devin Schroeder, and more picks later on. Dennis. Well, Dennis Schroeder. Sorry about that. Um, Get the three, Schroeder, more picks later on to draft more players. The thing is they only have two players coming off – of contracts this year. They got Alfred Payton, who's still an RFA, and then they got Alex Len. That's their only free agents this year. Or, and this is me being tinfoil hat Ricky, what Dave likes, what if they do other moves to move TJ Warren, move Tyson Chandler, they trade the number one pick for Kawhi Leonard, and then can say, you know what, I know we're not a major market but we're going all in
1: for a PG-13 that is, LeBron James. That's so stupid. Not saying your idea is stupid. I'm just saying no, no, I, no, I know. Again, I'm not saying your idea is stupid. I'm just saying that would be so stupid of the Phoenix Suns to do. Again, mm-hmm. I, you're, you're, you're examining all options. But if Ryan McDonough did that, I just gave him credit, I think, about a month ago. If he was to do that, to go so blindly to say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go bring in a big, a big star in LeBron James, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard— it would be absolutely blind because Phoenix does not have that ability. Phoenix does not have that ability to bring in a large free agent like that And then be able to say, hey, we're going to go get a Kawhi Leonard and we're going to make things work and turn this franchise around from being the worst franchise this Mm -hmm. year to becoming, again, a team that now has NBA championship expectations with a brand new head coach Mm -hmm. and a coach that is, again, his first coaching job in the NBA. It sounds a lot like David Blatt to me, where you're going to put this guy into a ton of different, you know, again, this is Igor Koskovo -Koskovo, uh, coming into a new situation of being Mm -hmm. an NBA head coach. And then being forced with a ton of stars on him, and having the expectations of being an, a, an NBA champion. Where before, when he was just hired, it's a young team. We have a number one overall draft pick. You're screwing over your brand new head coach if you're doing that.
2: Here's the thing that I look at. I mean, though, just real quick like,
1: though. Like New York sometimes isn't even able to get like mm-hmm. meetings with LeBron James for free agency. Why would Phoenix be able to be like, Hey, LeBron, come because, over to Phoenix?
2: Well, the thing. Charles with,
1: Barkley trashes us consistently the, on NBA TV. The thing or TNT. Well,
2: the thing with that is first, Charles. I think there's a soft spot there. Because he secretly loves Phoenix. Well, by no, playing he there. He, lo-
1: he loves the fans, yes. but he's 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 been trashing the yeah. organization oh, before, I know, like but, the stale popcorn rant, which is fantastic.
2: But with New York, let's be honest, the management's different. Like James Dolan is in New York; he's not in Phoenix. Like Phoenix doesn't have a James Dolan to worry about. The thing with the Suns and the reason why, and I'm not saying LeBron James is going to come there. I think like if they're going for veterans and want to go the furthest on that LeBron James kind of rant or route would be getting a Kawhi, getting a PG-13, and then maybe someone else. Like, they're not going to get a LeBron. The thing that I look at, though, is I like what he said about veteran players because they've gone through the draft so many times. When is it eventually going to turn to where this team hasn't finished, what, above ninth in the conference? since they finished third in 2010. But you do
1: that naturally. You do that through a rebuild. And I'm going to throw this out there. Yes, James Dolan publicly Mm -hmm. is a nightmare, but also you look at ESPN's rankings, I think, of 2016 of Mm -hmm. every single sports franchise in the United States – 120th out of 122 the Phoenix Suns were ranked. They are not seen as a hotspot spot destination for free agents. They are not seen as a budding franchise on the outside. You look at all the metrics. Robert Sarver, their owner is ranked the worst in the and NBA. I'm saying the they do not have why. a posi- they do not have positive metrics and the whole reason for that is just because they're not able to put the money in. They're not able to at least put the right resources in. Mm -hmm. Now they're finally doing that. You get a young kid in Ryan McDonough to be your GM. Now you finally get the right coach what you think at least and yep. Igor mm-hmm. this is the way you build this up you have a young superstar in Devin Booker you have the number one overall pick to so pair a guy like Luca or DeAndre Ayton with Devin Booker this is the right way to rebuild a franchise getting rid of all that is not the right way to well, rebuild I'm a franchise that is just of blind of
0: well that, that's pretty much the Adam Silver argument that's the whole thing, is he wants franchises to build through the draft, not tanking, because he'll never say that. Like the mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. He wants them to build through the draft. He he incentivizes players to stay with their original team mm-hmm. with these super max contracts that yeah. they made up this past year. He wants this to be the new norm in the mm-hmm. NBA, because let's be honest, in fringency, you're right. Phoenix is not a sexy location. It's not somewhere where you're like, yeah, I want to go play in Phoenix, you know, because the because the culture there, because of the nightlife. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing amazing about Phoenix. No offense, Phoenix but I people. Think the, I don't
1: think the Phoenix, Phoenix, the city isn't bad. No, and, but and also the, the fans have embraced it. But like, it's, I not it's not LA,
0: is what you're saying. It's not LA. It's but, not New York. But it's again, not even it's, Chicago, it's not Miami. Like, but I, can I go would down say, a I would place. say at least Chicago's number one.
2: No bias.
1: I, I would say <laughs> complete bias. I would say at least you know, looking at the, the smaller markets, though. I mean, outside of the LA, New York, all those. I mean, I'd say phoenix is one of at least at least city wise at least one of the nicer uh, cities it's not bad out city, there but like no offense to memphis as... but it's better than memphis yeah no no, no offense no to like that you know my maybe miami uh, so, <laughs> gtfo on that one i don't know i'm not a miami guy though uh n- taxes
0: in florida non-existent so That's you got true. that going for you um according, and also the nightlife is incredible according
2: so. to nielsen um with and this is tv broadcast phoenix is 12th when it comes to markets
0: so i mean look it's it's not the sexy pick let's just be honest so I agree in the fact that this is a team that needs to build through the draft you need Mm -hmm. to build through controlled contracts and going on the hopes of if we land you know because you gotta remember the order it's it's draft first so Mm -hmm. you can say we're going to make a trade draft night and try to get a Kawhi or something like that and then you have to pray to God that free agency like Mm -hmm. falls in your favor like Look, we just went out and got him. Now you want to come here, play with him, play with Devin Booker. Well, like, and that's why but also, oh,
1: it's a huge gamble. Real quick, real quick, also with it's a huge gamble for Kawhi too because Kawhi, you're still going to need to resign Kawhi. You're still going to need to bring him back. I'm not. So then you're going to on, you're gonna have to sell on. You're going to have to sell on Kawhi. I'm well, just throwing this out there yeah, because trade this is what for. Dave said. I'm, I'm going back Stop. to my first. This trade. is what, okay. I'm saying though. Just with Kawhi though, you, you have to not only sell Kawhi, you also have to have to sell another free agent. Right. That's yeah. why I think that Kawhi thing. Yes, we've talked about Kawhi at nauseum. For in trade rumors, but again, this is a guy that wants to be in a big city with stars. Phoenix right now d- cannot offer that unless they have go, go out and get a guy like PG thirteen and mm-hmm. LeBron James. That's just a lot to do and a lot to accomplish. I think we need to throw the Kawhi thing out the window. And again, this is just something he mentioned. Maybe it's just due diligence, but I just mm-hmm. I think it'd be the wrong move. But we're we going to well, bring up, and
2: that's why I go back to my Atlanta Hawks one because yeah, ta- taking that. what Dennis Schroeder wants, throw it out the window. The Hawks don't care about that. Hawks are going to get whatever's the best for them. And if you're the Hawks, you can sit there. All right, we can swap one and three, and get a choice of: do we want to go Aiton? Do we want to go Luca? Like, and if they give up Dennis Schroeder, then obviously I would feel like they would go Luca instead of DeAndre Aiden, But they could go Aiton over Luca even if they get rid of Schroeder. Then if you're the Suns, okay, we get Schroeder. We can throw money at Clint Capella. These are still younger players. That we can build our team around and infuse it with some veteran, not leadership, but maybe just some veteran players to help this team boost the timeline a little bit. Because if I was sitting there as a Phoenix fan and I'm sitting 10th tenth overall, 10th, fifteen, ninth, 10th, 14th, 15th, 15th, it's like, holy crap, eight years of just shit here.
1: No, and, and I agree. It's been a bad situation for mm-hmm. Phoenix fans since D'Antoni, since yeah. Nash, since Amari left. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm just saying, a player like Dennis Schroeder, and let's say that Schroeder right now he's going to be 25 when the season starts. He's 24 right now, yep. birthday in September 15th. Also, it's Clint Capella's birthday. Happy birthday, Clint hey. Capella! Uh, 24 years old, big so, fan I mean, of the show. At least, at least huge fan of the show. Uh, but again, you're bringing you're bringing two young players onto the team. I understand Dennis Schroeder, uh, you know, has been in the league for a while. Clint Capella been in the league for a while. You know, at least you're matching that up with Devin Booker. But you're going to mm-hmm. have to again, maybe, possibly max out. Uh, Clint Capella, at least bid more than Houston can so they can get rid of that tender. So you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to offer a lot of money to Clint Capella to, again, who's probably going to make making the most money on your team as a five, who, again, has been a nice piece Next to Chris Paul, next to James Harden, some of the best passers in the league, and he's still only putting up 13 and a half points per game. And you're actually grabbing run about off 10 forward during
0: these playoffs.
1: Exactly. So you're offering a lot of money to a guy that isn't helped by, again, a, a natural, like a great playmaker like Chris Paul or James Harden. And Dennis Schroeder, I don't know how well that's going to work against, you know, Devin Booker. And, you know, De- Dennis Schroeder isn't that great of a playmaker. He's mm-hmm. a good playmaker, but he's not a great playmaker. He's not on the levels of a Chris Paul or James Harden. He's like middle of the pack when it comes to point guards in this league to being a, a facilitator. And maybe even Devin Booker has the ability to be, surpass Dennis Schroeder. So again, Schroeder, while he's young, I don't really think he fits this team. I think just go and draft young. Take take somebody like Luca or DeAndre Ayton, whoever you think is the best fit mm-hmm. for your team at that number one overall position, and then go at that 16th pick and fill out the rest of your team at the four and five, maybe a Mitchell Robinson, maybe a John T. Porter, and just fill this team out with young players. That needs to be the move for Phoenix. There is no other move in my mind. Again, I think McDonough's saying this just to be more of a politician, but if he's truly thinking about trading the number one overall pick for Kawhi Leonard, for Dennis Schroeder, for, hell, a Carmelo Anthony, I don't know, just throwing it out there. I know no one would trade mm-hmm. the number one overall pick for that, but just throwing names out there. Ooh, I, got,
0: any, I got one for Any you.
1: name out there would mm-hmm. be ridiculous. Throw another one.
0: <laughs> I say Andre Drummond. Like I know, No. Not, not straight up. Because the Pistons are a team that is tossing mm-hmm. stuff around. But they don't
1: even have their 12th pick. It's I know. in LA. Future
0: picks. You could get Drummond plus Stan, not Stan John, um, Drummond plus Reggie. You go 1-5 oh from them. Just straight up. Oh,
1: <laughs> Why do you hate Phoenix? Why, Why do you want to give them Reggie Jackson, a guy who can't pass, to this, to this Phoenix Suns team? You're going to limit all ball movement. Igor's offense is about ball movement. Reggie Jackson's putting a nail in the coffin right there with that.
2: No. I just want to see your reaction to Dustin. Here, here, here's a serious one that I'm thinking. So go back to the Hawks, oh, but take Schroeder out of it. What if it's just a... 1-3 swap? No, 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 no. Not just 1-3. Okay. We're going to get the three. I want one of your later picks. And I want to pick next year if I'm the Suns. That way it's like, think about it. Then it's like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't know who we want over Aitner, Doncic. You have that problem. If I want a center... Screw it! I'll take Bamba three if I really want to, especially if everything out of the combine and he elevates himself to be the best big in the draft. Like I think he'll be five years down the line. That's a trade they can make too, taking the veterans out of it. A three-one swap with Atlanta, get future picks from
1: the Hawks. So you're saying built to the draft? Have, well, yeah. Well, like if so they're that, not going to go veteran, that probably, I don't percent. hate. That I don't hate, but again because they have, McDonough mentioned about trading for a veteran. So that's yeah. that's where no, I would take that out.
2: Like I, But I if think, I'm saying if we're gonna go your route and trade for the draft.
1: I don't hate that pick. Yeah. Again, you're moving down because two slots uh and, and we've got potential value back, mm-hmm. back. Yeah, again, you're getting more players. I mean maybe you could even pair that late Atlanta pick, your sixteenth mm-hmm. pick, and move back up and get you know, maybe you get a Collin Sexton and a ten, and then you get, you know, a Bombo or Jaron Jackson and Atlanta. Three. I don't may hate do that.
2: And Atlanta may want to do that too, because it's like, you know what? Yeah, we'll give away ours. Although we probably won't compete because they'll but, still have Cleveland's. Or you take Cleveland's, banking on LeBron leaving. Cleveland becomes a top five pick. But what LeBron. I
1: want to throw out there is is and I, 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 I like the original trick. Don't yeah. don't keep adding on to it. It's just it just
2: no. I'm talking my, about the twenty nineteenth that you would get the future. Oh, you could either take okay. theirs gotcha. or Cleveland's that Atlanta will hold next gotcha. year.
1: Um, but what I'm I'm just trying to see is wh- how why why not just take your guy at one mm-hmm. and, and we talked we saw this last year with uh, Philadelphia and, and Boston they Danny Ainge had a clear direction he was going to swindle mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia because they knew they were taking Jason Tatum there was no way Jason Tatum was going number one overall yeah so they they knew that they were going to be able to get their guy at three so maybe they have their guy that they can get at three um, but again for Phoenix. We talk about the long history where, you know, things have not panned out for them mm-hmm. since D'Antoni, since Nash, since Amari left. Why just not get your guy at one I, and, and and risk the possibility? Because again, you look at Boston. Boston had so much ammo to move mm-hmm. to get there to, to to possibly take a risk and, and get you know move down, get an extra draft pick, which now turned into the tenth pick. Mm-hmm. And Jason Tatum, you know, if they missed out on Tatum, Tatum goes two to to Boston. Then you get Lonzo Ball, and possibly you can move him again. Boston had the ammo and the the, the at least the the uh, the leash to make that move. Because again. It's not going to look too bad since you have so many options to pick from where you can also then you get rid of the Brooklyn trade, the Brooklyn pick to get Kyrie Irving. I just don't see why Phoenix would, would need to do that because you already have the number 1 pick. Mm-hmm. Just get your guy. Yeah. Just unless, get your guy. Don't miss out. Unless they don't believe in either one of these guys. And that's what I was going to bring in. That's the only thing I can think of why this would come up because, like you
0: said, mm-hmm. the veteran route, we talked this. Mm-hmm. We talked through it. There's not a great fit value-wise for them and timeline-wise yeah. for them. Unless you're going to
2: trade for Russ, but I don't even want him on my Let's team. Let's not even no. go down yeah. that
0: dark tunnel. <laughs> um, and as far going as right tra- past the rabbit hole. Yep. <laughs> and as far as trading back, potentially for additional mm-hmm. picks, not the worst thing in the world but at the same time like i don't know that like the shotgun approach is really the best way to go about this i think that like they need to land a number one guaranteed Whoa. star and that you you land that at the one usually that's that's the likely hope so if you can't figure that point out like i'm concerned because you have the guy who coached mm-hmm. uh in the same league as luka mm-hmm. you have the guy well even coached or, him international yeah, yeah there you go so you, so like you know all the info about him you're seeing everything about deandre uh Aiton right now and I'm concerned if if both of those guys, if one of those doesn't do it for you, mm-hmm. I'm concerned now.
1: Well, McDonough, did, again, he did throw out saying we'll have more information close to the draft after we go through the workout process and interview process and medical physicals. So, I mean, again, he's going to at least you know go through this option. Again, this isn't the first sure option that they're going to do. Um, and and maybe they'll get a clearer clearer vision. Now, again, I think one thing that is is playing into this. You look at their owner, Sarver, former U of A alum. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know the connection Aiton has to uh, Arizona, playing two years of high school there, and then you know obviously being a, an Arizona Wildcat, mm-hmm. um, being a center, has that connection to Phoenix. But how much does that really matter anymore? I mean, this isn't like a, a regional draft like it used to be back mm-hmm. in the '60s. It's something where again, I, I think Aiton you know fits at least this team at the five. And he also has that connection to Arizona. And then Luka obviously has the connection to the coach, and he'll fit that three uh, position that they have as well. You'll know, be able to slide Jackson to the two, have Doc Booker play the one. Uh, I mean, they have players that fit, and I feel like they're right. going to come to a clear consensus on who they like better if they are, haven't already in Ayton or Doncic. I mean, McDonough even stated earlier that uh, Aiton was their guy at one if they were going to pick him. I think that was a couple months ago. So, I mean, I, I think they, they'll, they'll form a clear consensus, and I think that consensus should just be hold on to the pick. Draft the number 1 player because you just need to hit finally. Yes. Mm-hmm. The one I want to throw out there because we're closing in on time. We're talking about it a little bit later, so but I do want to throw him out there. And Dave, I mentioned this before. Number 1 overall pick for Carl Anthony Towns. Would you do it? Yeah, that that's, that is that isn't a bind. I feel like... Because you're going F- to you're gonna have to offer him a contract. You're talking
0: straight up. Yeah. Straight up? No. I don't think I'd do it. I think the contract control... We, I, I I've been talked into let's let's play the play the process out. I hate using that word for other mm-hmm. teams, but play it out and go with contract control. That's king here. You get, you know, four guaranteed years plus RFA years. You you take that can that chunk of control over a players uh you know, basically into their prime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would take that. Uh, and you hope that you develop DeAndre into something That's equal value to Cat, you
1: know? I'll throw this out there then. Uh, Let's do Cat and the 20th pick for the number one overall pick. Because uh, Minnesota no, Minnesota does I, have Oklahoma. the pick. 20
0: doesn't do it. I mean, if they if they toss a future one, maybe, but like.
1: Isn't that crazy to say a, for, a former, like isn't just weird to think. 2015, Cat was number one pick overall. We're saying DeAndre Ayton can turn into Cat, yet we, we're not sure if we, we do it just because of the contract. It's, it's just crazy to think. Well,
2: and the two things, the one trade I'm just going to say, that's my my prediction is what I'll say is, mm-hmm. but the thing I was going to say is, isn't it funny? It's like, I know I have my questions about Luca, and some people do just because he's coming from overseas. You, in our bust video, Sean, on the Primetime Podcast, mm-hmm. said that you think DeAndre Ayton will be bustable in this uh, NBA draft. Well, not for I sure think he has, be a bust, but he has potential. Like, the bust potential. Does. That to me is why, if I am the Phoenix Suns, you know what? I'm not taking either of these chances at number one. When I can, the trade I'm working for, and this is my prediction, they will make a trade with the Hawks, they will get the three, they will get a future pick later in the draft, and they will get Cleveland's 2019 pick. Because, yes, it's top 10 protected next year, but with the my thinking that LeBron will leave... Cleveland ain't going to be doing any better. So I'll get that pick in 2020, and I'll just stash that one, kind of like Danny Ainge did. Then at three, I can then have the debate, do I go a Jaron Jackson, Bagley Bamba, or a Trey Young? Mm -hmm. That is a more safer discussion for me than a Aiton Donchich who— we don't really know exactly if they're going to be for sure locks at number 1. They can, but they can't.
1: One thing I do want to throw out there, too, with mm-hmm. a cat trade is him and Booker best friends. So ah. so you also do have the connection mm-hmm. of Kentucky. Former former Kentucky players used to play on the, I mean, uh, that old do, team do as well. they play Fortnite together? 2014. They play Fortnite <laughs> together. Uh, so I, I just want to throw it out there that Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. Make Devin Booker mm-hmm. happy. Make Carl Anthony Towns happy because he's playing with his buddy. I'm surprised mm-hmm. we didn't get a so, single
0: Kemba Walker uh, toss-in this episode. Uh, 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 no.
1: Dave, do you think the Phoenix Suns will trade the number 1?
0: I pray they don't. I pray they don't do it. It's, it's not,
1: no. I will say this. If the Phoenix Suns trade the number one overall pick and do not get a Carl Anthony Towns player or do not, uh, if, if they do your trade where they're trading back yep. to, to three, if they're going out and getting Kawhi Leonard or if they're going out and making a mistake getting, getting a veteran player, they will become enemy number one on the podcast. Overseeding <laughs> the Orlando Magic. Wow. Really? Somehow. Huh. Yeah. Wow, it would be so is. stupid. It'd be so then you'll never want to say their coach's dumb.
2: name right again. You, you won't know. care.
1: It'd be so dumb. And I, 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 I no, praise either. for Ryan McDonough if he if he does this. If he does this, I think it'd be a stupid and catastrophic mistake. Okay. I hope Phoenix does not do that because Phoenix Suns fans have been so nice to us. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, this is a, this is a team where I, mm-hmm. I look at the potential. You know, I love Devin Booker. You know, you know, I love T.J. Warren. I love T.J. Yeah. Warren. Uh, Josh Jackson was a, was a guy I was really high on coming out of the draft. I think this team has potential. Take the number one overall pick. Build right. Draft your guy. Build right. And I think Igor was the right hire as well. I think there's so so many positives already on this Phoenix team. You'd be getting rid of all the progress by just, you know, trading the number one overall pick for oh a guy like guys. Y Leonard, a guy that's not for sure going to be staying on your team. But let us know what you think about the Phoenix Suns tr- possibly trading the number one overall pick. Do you think it's just McDonough playing politician? Let us know in the comments down below. But let's move into the next topic. We're talking about Grizzlies draft here, and there's a report coming up. That they're open to trading the fourth overall pick. We just talked about the Suns. Being open to trading the first overall pick. Ricky, you mentioned the Kings on mm-hmm. Tuesday. We haven't heard anything from the Vadi Divak camp, but read us what you're hearing, at least what we've heard from Bleacher Report, what we're hearing out of the well, Memphis Grizzlies camp.
2: And they're quoting Sporting News, and they said, if you have someone you like in the first few picks, they're the first call you'd make. That'd be the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They obviously have the most, or they were the most disappointed in the way that the lottery went. And the options that they have now aren't the best. It seems like they want to try to turn that pick into something else. Everyone's going to talk before the draft, of course. But Memphis, I think they're the ones are going to be more ready to do something than others.
1: And that's one NBA general manager saying that. So nothing really... It's not a, inside a, of Memphis. Yes, but. not inside of Memphis, but again, Memphis was projected to be, at least in a lottery odds-wise, they were projected to be in the top three, obviously falling out to now the fourth pick. We look at the options they have. We think DeAndre Ayton's going to be off the board. We think mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is going to be off the board. Then it's really who does Atlanta want to take a three? Are they going to mm-hmm. go with Bagley? Are they going to go with Bomba? Are they going to go with J- Jaron Jackson Jr.? And then at the Grizzlies... Will they be the first to take a risk and take Michael Porter Jr. with this back injury? Would they, you know, possibly go out and get one of the guys that fell, either Bomba Bagley or Jaron Jackson? What do you guys think about the Grizzlies being open to trading their pick? Because Dave, you mentioned, uh, you know, this team does have at least the you know kind of uh, happenings of a playoff team when oh, healthy. Oh yeah,
0: they, they have. I mean, between Conley, Gasol, and a resigned Tyreek Evans, like there's no reason they shouldn't compete for a playoff spot. I know it's a tough uh, conference out west, but still. Those three players, you know, Tyreek played insane this year. I, I would love to see him with a true point guard out there next to him. I don't think it would mm-hmm. diminish his role. So if you trade that pick for an established talent, I think that would really set them up for something. Yes, you're, you're, you know, the shift of the focus of a team at that low in the lottery is usually not playoff team this year and mm-hmm. going forward. But it was just one of those years where all the cards landed wrong. It and don't take this too literally, but it reminds me of the uh, Spurs when they had the Admiral go down mm-hmm. and they lucked their way into um Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan. Mm-hmm. and it's like right back in it the next year, guess what? Now we're, you know, rolling forward. I don't know that they would, you know, hope on that same behalf that they get a pick at four who turns into that level of like, we can now continue our team moving forward. I think that they're a team who would gamble on getting an established player and try to, you know, make sure that Marcus Gasol's next three years are all going in the playoffs.
2: Here's what I'm thinking. I've got two players. First off, this means whoever wants Bamba or Porter, we're open for business. Like, that's what I'm thinking here. If any team wants to trade up for Mo Bamba or wants to trade up for Michael Porter, because coming out of the combine, they're going to be the stocks that rise the most. Unless, like, a Porter, he goes, like, top three. And the trade I'm thinking about, and this might be a little crazy, but I don't think it's too much. What if the Bulls say... We really want Michael Porter. Someone's gonna take him before us. They ship eight. This isn't the whole deal, but this mm-hmm. is the main two pieces. We'll give you Bobby Portis and the seventh for the fourth.
1: I no.
0: Bobby I mean, Portis th- seven and twenty
1: two.
2: Well, I'm saying like that's not like, everything, but the main part is Bobby Portis and the this, seventh to get a Michael Porter at the fourth.
1: I think they need to, at least at the Grizzlies, they if they're gonna be trading this pick, they need to leverage themselves to mm-hmm. make sure they are in the playoffs. Bobby Portis does not make sure they are in the playoffs. I and think the he, can be
2: pick a piece. Does, he can be a bench but, piece to help them. But they
1: don't need a bench piece. They mm-hmm. need someone that's going to be healthy, and they need someone that's going to be a starter. But Bobby Portis is not that guy. A, he's a legit four in the NBA. Yeah,
0: and then you could take a— But is Bobby Portis going
1: to make you a playoff team, Dave?
0: Yes. Bobby Portis plus those three healthy players I was just mm-hmm. talking about— Puts you right in the running. And if s-
2: you want to add another one, you can end a Wendell Carter Jr. at seven. Then boom, you get two power
1: forwards that can help. You I don't spot. know. I mean, there's okay. We'll, we're, we're talking okay. about a Memphis. Or Grizz, a uh, we're talking about Mike Conley, who just played twelve games last season. Mm-hmm. And again, Mike Conley, when healthy, is you know near near top ten, near all star, near top ten, <laughs> yeah, near near top 10 <laughs> <laughs> player, a uh, point guard. Sorry, not player. Uh, point guard yeah. in, in the league. Um, but again, this team isn't quick. This team isn't to modern day NBA standards. I mean, again, they have Marc Gasol, who's 33, 32 years old, and isn't the same Marcus All. He's good, but mm-hmm. he isn't the same Marcus All that he used to be. He's also, again, throwing hissy fits against uh, David Fizdale, getting him fired. Also, wasn't playing near the end of the season last year as well. Was a very limited Marcus All in the past year. Mike Conley isn't healthy. Chandler Parsons isn't he- healthy. I didn't even
0: want to say his name out loud. Rick Evans,
1: <laughs> Tyreek, is not going to, you know, possibly not going to be around you know, uh, this it's year. That's no
0: guarantee, yeah,
1: uh, because he's got his contract's up. Adding Bobby Portis does nothing for me. Even if all these guys are healthy, that does not make Memphis uh, a playoff team. I like Denver way more. Mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, way better oh, yeah. than than the core of of Memphis. You had Bobby Portis. That doesn't tip the scales no, for me. That's it's not just. And Denver, Bobby didn't, Denver didn't even make the playoffs there. Well, okay, but a guy like Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. yes, he's good, but can he be a guy that's again good enough to take you? You you, To the playoffs. I mean, this is the question. You have to get to the playoffs if you're trading the fourth pick. You can then
2: match Bobby Portis and Wendell Carter together. Or if you go with the Mikhail Bridges route that's there, you go with one of the threes that are there. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. I think that the Grizzlies aren't going to really care. They're not going to care as much about who they're getting with that top pick because they're going to find someone that they like. I think this is a prime spot for basically, like I said, if you want Bamba, if you want Porter, we're open for business, baby. Let's make a deal. I get That's that. That's what I this is. That. So I get The question is, that. But why it's, it's... wouldn't they just pull the trigger on Porter in that case? That's my question. Michael Porter. Yes. Okay. Maybe they don't like him maybe they don't think it what if they're like we have enough injury prone players why add another one well i think
1: it's i think it's also something <laughs> that's fair. i think it's something he you, where question. you need the veteran you need a, mm-hmm. if you this is if you're if you're memphis yeah. what what your idea is getting back to the playoffs mm-hmm. that's that's the idea for memphis so it's not about Me- michael porter junior it's not about the future it's not about Wendell carter junior or or Bambo or, or Jaron jackson junior it's about getting a veteran that's going to secure would the fourth be enough for a guy like Kawhi Leonard? Would the fourth be enough to get a player that's going to change your franchise? Because, again, you need a starter that's going to be not only on the court, but also is going to be that third piece, a part of that big three, if you want to call it, of Conley Gasol, an ex-player. Right. And a guy like Kawhi Leonard would be that player. But it's Kawhi, and for the fourth, enough like what you need somebody that's going to make a splash yeah a- and Bobby Portis and the seventh pick is not enough to make you a playoff team no mm-hmm. that's the idea for Memphis it's not about young players it's not about moving down on the draft it's about getting a guy that's going to make them a playoff team and right now I, I don't see a, a-, a trade that's going to work out for Memphis and and I don't think that Memphis adding a guy like Bobby Portis and trading down and getting a Wendell Carter Jr. or something like that is going to make them a playoff team Memphis is going to need to either get really desperate to make a deal or they're going to have to face the fact that they need to rebuild. And I get it. Marc Gasol is a fan favorite. Marc Gasol helped bring this team to the playoffs consistently when that team mm-hmm. was healthy with Zebo and Grit and Grind play. I get it. It's going to be sad to see him leave at some point. But again, you need to get out of the Marc Gasol era. You need to get to the future. Trading the fourth pick I think would be super... More. Short sighted, short, short sighted for the Memphis. Grizzlies. But they've before, already they've
0: already made their decision to go exactly. with Gasol or Fisdale. The so terrible it's decision. True. Now I, again, now I, you I made your bad. that You got to lay in it. Exactly.
1: I, I bashed that before. I've said on this podcast, mm-hmm. like I've said plenty of times before, about other different people that Chris Ballard, the GM of Memphis, should be fired well, for not for not moving Marcus and not moving Tyreek Evans.
2: Well, and that's why it's exactly what Dave said. Why when you chose Gasol or Fisdale... You completely took the word rebuild and kicked it out of the building, kicked it a million miles away because we're not even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So to me, the thing that I kind of I find a little funny with this is when he uses the phrase that they obviously were the most disappointed with how the lottery went down. It's like, really, are you going to be a five year old kid? I'm <laughs> I didn't get a top three pick. I'm gonna trade it. Like, come on. Wow. We need to clip that. Like, really? Like, that is what I think of here a little bit. Reading that, like, you're gonna be that upset. That's like, screw it. I want to make this pick. Well, they didn't that, say that. And that you know, the whole why thing is this? Is well, not it Memphis says saying they're it. obviously most disappointed. Like, that's, if that's a other No, oh, I know that. But if like, if okay, that's how they feel, if the Bulls were the number, why would you Bulls, do that?
1: If the Bulls had the number one, the number one chance to get the, mm-hmm. the, the, the number one pick and they fell the four, you would be so pissed off. You'd yeah, be but so I disappointed. But
2: I don't think— and this just is, how people This work. is putting me in a GM position. If I was a top three pick and I fell to four— They're not throwing a hissy fit. They're would,
1: disappointed but, in what happened because they thought they can what, get a game-changing franchise player in DeAndre. Or what I'm
2: saying is, me as a GM, I would be upset that, yeah, I fell out, but I nece- I wouldn't necessarily be like, well, we got to trade the pick. We Mm got to trade it, but it's got it's tradable now. Like we got to trade it. Well, I I would look at it and go, "Hey, what could a Mo Bamba? What could a Michael Porter? What could somebody add to this team?" Kind of like what you were saying with the whole building through the draft and just rebuilding again.
1: I I think the the Grizzlies' mindset has always been that Mm -hmm. they're going to be a a team that competes next year, whether they were getting the fourth pick or whether they were getting the the twenty pick this year. They thought their season was ruined because of injuries. Mm -hmm. So this this mindset hasn't changed from them getting the first pick to the one pick. It just changed that, hey, maybe not we'll actually trade it because they thought maybe Luka Doncic would just fit right in because, mm-hmm. again, a pro mentality, a guy that's been playing overseas for the past three years in pro basketball, would be able to step in and be a piece that at least contributes. Now they're thinking, hey, Mo Bamba's going to be time and he's not going to be able to you know contribute to this team. Uh, Jaron Jackson, we don't really know if he's going to be a guy that at least is going to be able to start for us. Uh, Marvin Bagley might not be a guy that's going to start for us. Uh, they might still value Deontay Davis high, uh, a guy that drafted out of Michigan State mm-hmm. uh, to be a, a power forward. Maybe they don't need to fill that power forward spot. They don't need to fill that center spot because Marcus there. And then they don't need a point guard in Trey Young. So maybe they're moving, at least deciding to move Back to get a guy that's going to help their team either at the 2 or the 3 with that veteran status. I think that's the idea. They're not throwing a hissy fit. They're just realizing that they're not going to get a player that's going to help their playoff chances at the fourth position. That's why I look at three
2: teams. If they want to add a veteran, there are three teams to me that I feel like could move up. Two are more likely. One's kind of an outsider. First one, I mentioned them already, the Bulls. Their Bobby Portis has been in trade talks. They have the seventh pick. They also have the 22 pick if they want to use that for ammo as well. The second one, the Orlando Magic. What if they want to move up for a Michael Porter Jr., Amo Bamba type of pick? And the last one, and this one might be the shocking one, what about the 76ers if they move a Dario Saric kind of player and say, we'll give you Dario, we'll give you the 10th? We want to move up for one of those players at number four.
1: Now we're going to talk about two of those ones because I think two the are, two are very sisters. interesting. The Magic and the Sister. Just Dave, I'm going to go to you first. Yeah. The Magic one, I think that at least could be feasible. Is Magic probably you know highly value at least a guy like you know maybe Mobamba, maybe uh, Michael Porter Jr. They really want to get Mo him Mobamba.
0: Screams up. Magic. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, they really want to get him. and They move up. They got Bismack. Dude. What if they add uh, Evan Fournier, Fournier to that trade? Fournier the sixth for the fourth. Would you do that if you're the Orlando Magic or the Memphis Grizzlies? Does, Matt, does Evan Fournier make the His contract Grizzlies is what like 17 mil?
0: Ooh, for how many years? Uh, like three? Uh,
1: I want to say it's three
0: years at 17.
1: I think so, too. That's rough. I think you would write about that.
0: Um, No, I, I'm terrified of... And I know the injury's yeah, he's not got there.
1: he th- uh, two years fully uh, at 17 mil, and he's got a player in 2021 20, 20, for 17 mil.
0: Yeah, yikes. No, I don't do that. um, Because I don't know, like, they're... If they do that without giving up uh, contracts back, there's no way they could offer uh, Tyreek Evans what he mm-hmm. what he'd want. So I would not do that trade unless they're eating back money. But um,
2: the, the Sixers one I'm interested in. Well, I mean so, for the Magic, what if it's an Aaron Gordon type deal? I know he's an well, RFA. What if you get a deal done? For the Sixers? No, no, I'm saying for the Magic. Oh, like it's like you Magic, had mentioned sorry. before that like. Oh, Aaron Gordon could be. What if they get a deal done early enough with Aaron Gordon to where they can include him in a trade and have it Aaron Gordon and the six ish for the number four?
1: I mean, I, I don't know about it because I mean, again, that seems like a great value. <laughs> I, I don't, because I, it seems like a great value, but I, I'm I mean, not...
0: not for the freaking magic, they're getting ripped.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, they're, if you want to move up for a guy like Michael Porter Jr., that you think, if you think he can be the best player in the draft, he obviously thinks when it yeah. could be. Like, that's the thing. Do you love a guy that much? Would they be able to love a guy that much to make a deal like that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Gordon's probably more likely than Fournier just because, mm-hmm. again, you know, Gordon, again, outside of the contract issues, younger player, more potential. But yeah. how, how does Gordon, do you think, fit into that Grizzlies lineup? I mean, Conley... Uh, we'll say maybe let's take Reek out of the I, I, you know, you really don't think he's should right back to just right now because okay. he's not a first year sure certain thing. No, the Knicks from a mix. Let's say Conley's there, <laughs> let's say, uh, you know, uh, Gasol's there, uh, Jamichael Green's you know, Jamichael Green wouldn't be there because Aaron Gordon. So, uh, Parsons, Conley, uh, Gordon, and Gasol, how does that team do in the Western Conference? At least that's starting uh, for They
0: probably win 40 games. You I know? think so. I
1: think they if could they're work. all healthy.
0: Yeah, I, Conley and Gasol on their own are a fantastic duo. You've got veterans on that team, and veterans can close games. Like I, I would not be worried about that team. I don't know if forty gets you in the playoffs though.
2: Well, yeah, because that'd be, be two hundred.
0: Well, I'm forty 40-42. Yeah. Like they would be right at that. They'd be right at that mark. I don't know if a four. I'll say I say they go five hundred with that. Like yes, they could trash on some teams because matchups would be fun because. Aaron Gordon, who can switch on people, Aaron Gordon can take it. Uh, he can now stretch it out a little bit. Marc Gasol now doing that as well. Like you have a good front court, and Mike Conley, no slouch. The problem is, like, do you trust Chandler Parsons as you know healthy? I mean, he shooting wise, he he fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But it, it just depends on like how much faith you have, really there. I don't have any, so I think that them as a five hundred team
1: is about as best as I would give.
2: Seven was the line in the West this year. Like forty seven was yeah. the eight seed,
1: and the Nuggets barely made it in. The Clippers barely made it in. The Clippers had more health pro- health problems too, mm-hmm. and they still well, had a, bad, a better made record. It, out. it barely made it out. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, that,
0: that's my thing. I don't I don't know if that would Aaron Gordon would necessarily make them a playoff mm-hmm. team.
1: And there's some deals that are thrown out there. Uh, four for the sixth, thirty fifth, and forty one uh, this year for the OK f- futures first four. That Orlando deal. I've been looking up a couple of trades. So they'd be trading uh, six, two seconds, and then OKC's future. I think mm-hmm. that was in the uh, the Depot trade to uh, Orlando and, and, and OKC for, uh-huh. the fo- for the for the for uh, the the fourth. I mean, again, you're you're just moving back, but I, I don't see what the positive there for the Grizzlies. Yes, you're getting younger players. You're getting four, mm-hmm. but. Just get the guy that you would you mm-hmm. think best fits your team. I don't understand this in the NBA draft. If or, they think
0: they're not, that's like hedging your bet. Basically, you're saying I don't know that we can mm-hmm. hit this, but worst case scenario, we've got a head start on the rebuild.
1: The only the only thing I maybe it's a head start on the rebuild, but the only thing that I see positive when you pick, take on this many picks is if you're going to move it for assets that are going to help you in. So, like, two seconds for a veteran, like four of Bobby Portis or whatever, uh, taking that OKC pick and then trading that for a veteran. Like, that's the only thing. This isn't like the NFL where you're, you're going to be able yeah. to fill out 52 positions mm-hmm. uh, through the draft. You're not going to be able to get guys that, again, in the second round are still going to be first-round talents. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the late first-round ta- like first round players in the NBA draft aren't There's in first-round There's a, a first huge mispercentage there. So, I mean, that's the thing is, is I don't see the point of moving back. If you have the ability to take your guy at 4, take your guy. And, and the only way I see Memphis moving this pick is if they're getting a veteran to help their playoff chances, right. and I don't even think they should be doing that. So uh, it's it's so miscon uh, uh, you know, at least yeah, misconstrued for for the Grizzlies to think that th- I think that they're going to be able to make the playoffs consecutively for the next 5 years or whatever, um 3 with, years with, is with, realistic yeah, with Gasol. 3 years because then you're even, you know, you're going to get rid of uh, Gasol and Conley once those contracts are done, and then you're left with nothing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're you're left with nothing. You're not going to be able to take that and make that into a future. You can't transition
0: one generation to the next. And I think that's one of the things that, like, a lot of playoff teams hold on to their teams for too long, Mm -hmm. and you end up in those situations. Like, the Miami Heat is a team that went from LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, to Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow, Hassan Whiteside. And guess what? Still in the playoffs. Like they did mm-hmm. not dip off the face of the earth. It's, well, they also
2: have a pretty good like. No, top my, 10 my head point coach being, too.
0: and they have a top ten GM. Exactly, yeah. like teams who know when a great to let coach go. Himself, he told Dwayne Wade, "He's like, I'm not going to give you more money. Mm-hmm. He's not giving you a Kobe contract." And, who and that's came, the thing. And who You came see back. the Lakers and a team who held on too long to mm-hmm. their star and who tried to build around an aging star who was injured, like. I'm just saying there there's ways to set your franchise up for success mm-hmm. and holding on to aging veterans and hoping that you can get one last run in. Like, I get it. It worked for Dirk. Yeah, Dirk's special. I don't think Marcus L has what Dirk has as far as being able to lead a team to a championship ring well, late in his career. And
2: I know he's not as old, but Boston kind of did the same thing with Isaiah Thomas. Like, you're coming off that injury? No, we're not giving you the money. We're going to trade you for Kyrie. Like yeah. They kind of mm-hmm. did the same thing there. Is we're not giving you a contract. I mean, contract. shit,
0: that, that's a team that flipped over their their talent. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you, you take our old veteran players who won us rings. Jay Crowder and
2: or, uh or No, I was, I was saying uh, the um, Garnett Pierce.
1: The, the
0: Garnett oh, okay. Pierce, yeah. Ray Allen thing. To Brooklyn. Gave it away, and guess what? Everybody was like, oh, this is a terrible trade. I'll never forget the, the, mm-hmm. the faces and the noises that came out of, of Boston um, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Oh, Bill, Simmons. Bill, Simmons. Bill, Simmons. <laughs> Bill Simmons' reaction to that trade was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And guess what? we're all looking back at that laughing mm-hmm. you have to know when to let go if they can and this is me not memphis if i was in if i was for some awful reason the gm of memphis i would be looking at moving guys like marcus Gasol, mm-hmm. guys like mike conley guys
2: who have value well, on that team you should know, know that better than up, anyone being a patriot fan you take what? the high Bill Belichick is like that. This I'll, is smart. I'll just let you go before you. Yeah. I mean,
1: the reason why Bill Belichick has seen this, you know, at least, you know, the great GM, a great football mind, and at least a great, you know, mm-hmm. at least, um, you, you talent. Uh, cultivator is because mm-hmm. he's able to move yeah. away from talent like, soon enough what that's what it makes it's me freaking heartless yeah. yeah. I mean th- th- it's just it's just <laughs> smart business I point. mean again this is the NBA this is smart business mm-hmm. I mean it's the whole reason with IT I again, think you mentioned mm-hmm. that as well yeah. you know, IT Breaking we're not, yeah. Yeah, not going to give you the contract mm-hmm. because you're old and you're broken down and you're not going to be in our plans when you're 33 years old yeah. we need to move on from you like it sucks to see but again Marcus <laughs> salt even though he's been there for X amount of years, and he's been taking Memphis to the playoffs, it's time to move on from Marcus. All It's time to move on from Mike Conley, even though you're not going to be able to do that because mm-hmm. you offered him a max five years and made him the highest-paid player at the time of that contract yeah. in the NBA. I mean, you're
0: going to ride out with Conley for probably two more years, and then you can see what you can get I mean, to Maybe, him, because if he's well, still injured, you're still well, going to no, have him on I mean, the contract. Was, I'm not saying he's a super injury-prone guy. Come no, on, but again, be but honest. Also, he
1: was, he was he's, Mr. He's, consistent. He's also older, though. So, again, it's tougher to come back and right. bounce back from injuries at this age. Right. I'm not yep. saying it's impossible. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's not going to happen. But I'm just saying it's tough for him to at least at that age, to bounce back like he would have at 24. Yeah. So it's it's something where it's time to move on from these players. It's time to take that fourth overall pick and draft the next great player and draft the, the future agree. of the Memphis Grizzlies. I completely this is agree. a team that, again, uh, uh, Rob Perra, the, the majority owner, uh, just uh, re-upped his, his, his uh, ownership through a buy-sell agreement for, I think, $1.3, $1.4 billion. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is still a, a Memphis Grizzlies franchise that is still valuable, that is still worth money. You need to keep that value going. Going. And while it might be difficult to, you know, possibly pass up on future playoff tickets for one round if you get your butt whooped against the Warriors next year if you're the eighth seed, like it's gonna be tough to pass on those that money, but also you're gonna be, you know, at least cultivating uh, the ability to possibly make the playoffs for ten straight years if you go with a guy like you know Mo Bamba, if you go get mm-hmm. a guy like Marvin Bagley. It's smart business to just go out and build for the future and not stay in these old run-down. At least, uh, you know, rundown uh, ideas of of what your franchise could be. It's time to move on for Memphis. It's time to just draft the future because this sign of of this year, what you're without with uh, with without Marcus All, without Mike Conley, is a bad sign to be in. It's it's a desolate future to be in, and this is what you're going to be in if you keep relying on guys who are 33, 31 years old to be the face of your franchise. And unless you're guys (laughs) like LeBron James, who's never been hurt in his career at least seriously, I mean that's incredible. it's, It's a it's a horrible investment and also lebron james is going to be making you a billion dollars alone because he's lebron freaking james no offense to marcus all no offense to mike Conley. then combined is not going to be making you the same amount of money lebron james you guys
0: barely play the same sport um (laughs) (laughs) uh the other thing i want to bring up about that is uh, about the turnaround is you also if you you know are a bad team again next year you keep your pick Remember, that pick is going to Boston mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 is top eight protected. 2020 is top six protected. So you have to make sure that you get value out of that. If you're going to suck, don't suck in the middle. Just just, just go all into the well, suck.
2: Yeah. Here's one thing I'm going to compare it to for Grizzly fans and for the Grizzlies in general is if they make this trade for a veteran to try to get in the playoffs mm-hmm. they will be like the 29 2010 Chicago Bulls had enough to get 500 we're gonna make the eight seed we got knocked out by LeBron in five games same thing will happen to you with a different team you'll get the eight seed you get knocked out by the Rockets who could have LeBron James or the Golden State Warriors good luck with that
1: Final thoughts here on the Memphis Grizzlies. What, I mean, uh, what, what players should they be looking at and, and should they be thinking about drafting? Sorry, tra- Should they be thinking about trading?
2: I would just make the pick. I would not trade it. But if they do trade it, I'm going to say it's to a team like Chicago um, or Orlando that wants to jump teams because they're afraid of them going with either a Mo Bamba or a Michael Porter Jr.
1: Who do they take if they keep it?
2: If they keep it, either Bagley or Jackson, I would go with the Bagman.
0: Uh, I agree. Take the pick. Go high. Go highest upside available. I mean, this 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 is the time to rebuild. And mm-hmm. I know you script with your coach, but you you got to realize now that you go for the highest asset this year. You go for the highest asset next year, and then you probably won't have your pick the following. Hopefully, if everything goes well, mm-hmm. uh, Bagley probably is the guy who's going to be available. I think Porter Jr. still stands an outside chance of going three. Um, I think he does too. We didn't we didn't see and I didn't see anything to seriously question his health right now I know there are going to be a lot more workouts individual workouts team doctors looking at him so I hope we we'll get some more clarity there but I could see him easily going here because just we talked about the upside of, of him possibly having as a 6'11 smooth shooter I mean you, you can't pass that up I think
1: yeah I, I think it'd be stupid to trade the pick and I, I, and I again I think most teams in the top five would be stupid to trade their picks unless they're getting more assets in the future, like first-round picks from teams that are already picking in the top five. Do you think like, this if you're was getting a
0: smokescreen a- from somebody who wants the Memphis Grizzlies pick because it was from another GM
1: source in the league? Why did you bring that? the pod. That would have been great to. to mm-hmm. You should brought that up earlier really as a topic, buddy. That would <laughs> better at me yelling at Memphis Grizzly my, fans. I sort of enjoy you yelling at Memphis Grizzlies. Fans. <laughs> is it a smoke screen? Now, who do you think would gain the most from a smoke screen? Though?
0: Well, that's the question. Is who who wants to move up? Who wants to influence the Grizzlies to trade back in this? And who are they trying to get up for? Could it be the Bomba thing that Ricky's mm-hmm. talking about with him having impressive workouts and in a, in a mm-hmm. improved shot from the outside? Could it be Michael Porter Jr.? Could it be? I think it's one of those two guys who is kind of wowing people after the, the early combine show, and I'm looking at you know honestly, like I, I hate being a homer with Ricky, but like I could see Bulls, Cavs, a- anyone in that mm-hmm. like seven through like ten range offering that up. Not not because how What do the Cavs so. have
1: have ammo wise to get get up though? Like I don't think they have enough ammo to get up.
2: They have the eighth overall pick, they have the mean, eighth,
1: and Kevin Love.
2: Next year they could. What Jeez. they could do though is they could give up pick-wise this year's pick and next year's, the reason being They're is... They're not theirs. It, well, instead, if it's top-10 protected, mm-hmm. it would just go to Memphis then instead of the Cavaliers because it is top-10 protected, the one that's with Atlanta right now for 2019. Wait, what are well, you saying? W- the Cavs the have The 2019 way... pick. They It's top-10 protected. The Cavs? Yeah. Okay. Like, the Hawks have it, but Cleveland will have but it. But if, if the, ca- the
1: Cavs cannot trade... Their first round pick back to back years. So I don't know when it was so, traded. So, no, but I'm saying if they trade, mm-hmm. if they, they trade, they traded this year's yeah. pick, they don't have it. They can't trade next year's okay. pick no matter what.
2: Well, and to me, I look at Dan Gilbert and he's a guy that I could believe putting out something like this because he wants to move up because he's afraid LeBron left. And it goes off of what I know Stu Gott said today on Golick and Wingo, where he's like, LeBron's made up his mind. LeBron is—he's like I think he's leaving. LeBron's made up his mind though what he's going to do, and if Dan Gilbert believes that and thinks it's leaving, why wouldn't he throw out a smoke screen to try to get Memphis thinking about it so that he can influence about, them to move up?
0: I mean, what about a far out team like the Bucks or something like that? The one team I was going to throw out though was the Clippers, just
1: Clippers because have assets, just but. because they have those those two picks, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and maybe that would be enough for the Grizzlies. Where hey maybe they even throw on a player that would help their their run mm-hmm. maybe they look for a backup point guard maybe you throw on Pat Bev mm-hmm. and then you throw on those those two picks and you, you you get that fourth overall pick Memphis is at least able to get some capital in the twelfth and thirteenth Clippers get the fourth overall pick they're able to get a guy in Michael Porter Jr that they possibly think is a game changer or maybe a Mo Bamba think is a game changer I think you know I, I think the team that would do it is going to do it for Michael Porter Jr. They don't want to miss out on it. They they want to you know be the first to just jump on it and take him. Because, again, no offense to Mo Bamba, no offense to Marvin Bagley, no offense to Jaron Jackson. They don't have the ability to dominate a game like Michael Porter Jr. can be mm-hmm. if he's healthy and is all he's hyped up to be. Yeah. If he's a 6'11 freak that can shoot the ball from the outside and he's healthy – he can be the best player in this draft. There's no doubt about it. So I think the team that you know is at least throwing that out there if it is a smokescreen would be the team that most wants Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> the Bulls. Um so I think the Bulls are probably the team that's probably the seven twenty two out there and but, Bobby Portis. That's not enough for me though. You really? need to throw you're going back mm-hmm.
0: three spots and you're getting twenty two and a four. We talked about we talked right about the,
1: the magic and it's two spots and they're giving up Aaron Gordon. Yikes. How does Aaron Gordon yeah. not equal Bobby Portis in the 22nd? No, that's fair. That's so, fair. I mean. Contract.
2: That's the only difference. is I mean, with Aaron Gordon, you would have to lock him. But this talent in.
1: level is oh, miles I know. apart.
2: But I'm saying, like, the contract is Aaron Gordon's an Don't RFA. Don't disrespect the one-two this, punch. He's an RFA this offseason. Yes. So, I mean, you would have to lock down that contract in order to make that deal. Where but Bobby Portis is is two years. He's locked time, right? down. I think now, it would okay, have to be years. something where you
1: trade it at, well after the draft. Mm-hmm. You'd have to yeah. agree to that at the point and then have to yeah. get Aaron Gordon to sign. That's why like, Bobby Portis is
2: probably more realistic.
1: But then I again, again, Bobby Portis isn't near the talent level. Anyways, let us know what you think the Grizzlies should do down in the comments below. Uh it's an interesting situation. Whether they're going to trade the pick, whether they're not going to trade the pick. Do you think the Grizzlies can make the playoffs? As this team stands, do you think if they're going to go out and get a veteran like Kawhi Leonard or Bobby Portis or Aaron Gordon, uh, let us know in the comments down below. Let's move into the final topic, though. And we're talking about the souring relationship between Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Appearing Friday on uh, appearing on Friday's episode of The Low Post, ESPN.com, Zach Lowe said Towns and the Timberwolves are not in a good place internally. ESPN.com's Brian Windhorst joined Lowe Low for a lengthy conversation. Later posted, it would not be unheard of if Towns' name eventually surfaced in trade discussions. I don't think Anthony Davis is going anywhere anytime soon," Winhorst said. "But Carl Anthony Towns—now that might be a different story. So, cat in trade rumors, mm-hmm. possibly. Let's first talk about the relationship. Let's talk about why Cat okay. might be at least upset, and, and if this is you know how, you know possibly fixable. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're not going to. This isn't something that's happening right now. We're not reporting that Cat is in trade rumors, but it's possibly that the at least the the relationship has been souring. So, this is a team Minnesota that. From Cats' time, they have gone from having the worst pick, Carl Anthony Towns, number one overall, to now being in the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. What do you think has at least turned the tide for Carl Anthony Towns? Do you think this is just... Over the course of three years, he doesn't like the change of, uh, of you know, from Flip Saunders, unfortunately, passing to Tom Thibodeau. Do you think it's something with Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler? What do you think is the key, at least, driving force between the wedge of Carl Anthony Townsend uh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves? Rookie? I
2: think it's Tom Thibodeau. And the I think reason, he likes his knees. Like, and, the reason why, yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is, first off, we, we saw this during the Rockets series, where obviously it was like something's not right. Maybe he's not being used enough, yada, yada, yada. But what I go back to is it just makes me think of when I read um, Coach Cal's book. Mm -hmm. And early on, he talked about Carl Anthony Towns and even mentioned the whole, like, Carlito thing, the little, like, cat that's on his shoulder that he talks to. Um, And the thing is, I just, I feel like for me, and I don't know Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know the situation, but I feel like Carl Anthony Towns, through that, through, cal talking about it It was he might be a unique guy to deal with where it's like you know what you got to know how to deal with cat mm-hmm. and i don't think thibodeau is a player to oh come here let me what what's going on thibodeau's a guy do it my way this way dot. don't dah, see dah. thibodeau as a loving fist, father fist, mentor fist. no exactly i don't and i feel like that's the main rift that maybe carl anthony towns isn't gelling with Tibbs as the head coach?
1: Well, we did see Cat's usage go down from at least the 2016-2017 season to the 2017-2018 season when they did bring in Jimmy Butler, and Ricky did mention the playoff performance of Cat um, in the in 2017-2018 the playoffs. Um, of course, the minutes were a little bit shaky for Cat. In the second game, he only played 23 minutes. Then in game four, he only played 31 minutes. He did have games of 40 minutes played, 38 minutes played, 35 minutes played, but overall, on in the playoffs, shot fifteen or scored 15.2 points per game, uh, 13.4 rebounds 2.2 assists shot 46 percent from the field and 27.3 percent from three but he had a rough first two games scoring eight and five points Dave this is something that we mentioned that Carly Towns looked like trash in those first two games do you think this is a, just a young player not knowing how the NBA works or do you think it is something like we mentioned where again maybe Tom Thibodeau doesn't know how to work with Carly Towns
0: I'm honestly leaning more towards the second one I think that Cat has a ton of potential and is an offensive stud I think the mm-hmm. fact that their game plan is no longer built around Cat being their one and their their go-to guy is kind of what's uh, hurting him the most because he had you know the keys to the ride. It was him and Wiggins. They're one, two. They're going to roll with it, and then all of a sudden, and even Levine was three, and like that, those three guys worked out. You saw where that could go, and then they pull out the rug and like Jimmy uh, Butler's the dude here. Uh, he's better than you, and we're going to run with him. And if you get your points in, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just don't expect you know our offense to run through so, you. So know, taking a smaller role in your offense is one thing. But when all you bring to a team is offense, that's a majority of his game now that you're just chipping away from mm-hmm. him. And you're telling him, you're not as valuable to us right now. What you provide for well,
2: us is... And kind go. of to play off of that, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, is, you did. Well, I mean... <laughs> What I just jumped okay, into okay. was just what you were saying, and it's like Thibodeau, We know from him being with the Bulls, doesn't necessarily like to develop young talent. Doesn't really play the Kid rookies Jimmy's at back. all. I well, that was, that's different. literally the only one. Now. But I mean, <laughs> like besides that, I found the exact excerpt that I was looking for from Cal's book where he said the key for all of them, and really Cal is in our cat is in this, is the build from strengths while also developing new parts of their game, I don't want them to try things in games they are not capable of. But once they've developed some proficiency, they can't be scared to do it in a game. I don't think Thibodeau's like that. I don't think Thibodeau's like you know what? I, you're not. This isn't really a facet. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna develop it, but not use it. Tibbs is probably a guy, I want this done, and boom, that's well, it. I, that's we, it.
1: I, I don't know. We've seen Katz still develop as an offensive <sighs> player. I mean, he, he he's still getting better as a three-point shooter shot, over 40% I'm from three more this year.
2: defensively.
1: Okay, but what I was going to say is, again, maybe, again, we saw the usage go down, and maybe – uh, we've seen what Anthony Davis has done in New Orleans. Be mm-hmm. the guy on a team, maybe Kat seeing that, thinking that he is a very similar player to Anthony Davis and wants to be able to produce that. Defensively, I don't think it's... I think Kat is a guy that doesn't have a lot of strengths defensively, mm-hmm. and he did have a better defensive year. I don't think that's anything where he can be upset about. Currently, the Towns was a terrible defensive player in his sophomore year, and his rookie year, and now he got a little bit better. He's still not great, but he still got better. There was still an improvement mm-hmm. in his game. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is the usage. He just had a great year, 25 points per game, and then it goes down to 21 points per game, and he only played about 100 less minutes th- this year. So again, this is something where his percentages were better, he was a better shooter this year, he was at least more dynamic on the offensive end, yet his numbers were not where they were in a sophomore year. I think that's the biggest thing, and maybe again, we've talked about Thibodeau, he's a defensive guy, doesn't have a lot of imaginative offensive sets. This could be something that Carly the Towns, as an offensive guy with his best potential being offensively, is not being fully used. I think that's something where the yep. strikes might not be playing off. Dave, how do they change that or is that changeable i mean would you go away from what worked last year you know getting you to be a playoff team uh or and and, and focusing solely on cat or would you just go with what works which was mainly for the majority of the season jimmy butler jimmy focused? butler
0: carried their ass to the playoffs i mean they were i mean butler was hurt
1: yeah in, and, about and that's how
0: they almost dropped out of the playoffs and then they were back. the number three seed with mm-hmm. a healthy jimmy butler number three seed in the west think about that that's ridiculous how far they fell off because their one player in Jimmy Butler was there. Tips made the right move in saying Jimmy's how we win games. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong. I think where he fell off was just completely st- like killing all motivation for Carl Anthony Towns. You saw stretches of games where he just didn't care. He was out on the floor and there was zero effort being put in. He got benched multiple times for it during games. That's why if you look at his mitts, they dropped off. His usage dropped off while Jimmy wasn't, you know, while Jimmy was healthy. When Jimmy was hurt and we watched it go back like, oh, cat can still ball out, guys. You remember that? Cat cat's pretty good this game. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a motivation problem. It's depressing if your cat when you're being told you're good but you're not good enough to get us there so you're now riding on Jimmy Butler's shoulders
1: it is fu- mm-hmm. it is funny though looking at the 17 games where Jimmy was injured they went eight and nine mm-hmm. um and again they, you say they were they were at three and then almost dropped out of the playoffs that's true but again we know how tight that was from Correct. three to eight um but still they they did almost fall out they were eight and nine so about 500 but you do look at the numbers that cat put up there They were incredible. 25.2 points per game, uh, 12.6 rebounds per game, 2.5 assists per game, 1.2 blocks per game, 0.8 steals per game, 85% from the line, 42.9% from three, 54.1% from the field. Again, we know the monster that cat is offensively i think cat but, even had the highest scoring uh uh game in minnesota timberwolves history in 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 that stretch as well maybe it's just something where cat wants to prove he's the guy again he was the number one overall but pick that gets you exactly
0: where it got you at the end of last year watching the playoffs eight mm-hmm. nine record in those games where cat had a perform where he had performances that were above career average mm-hmm. and that's what you're saying I that's what I'm seeing is Jimmy Butler successful team mm-hmm. playoff team and they are well rounded and, and and positive. Cat great individual performances yeah. but overall success as a team he's not able to finish that.
1: But what if he's just saying and maybe this is something where again maybe maybe he needs a player like Jimmy Butler but J- maybe it's not maybe maybe it's something where it, Jimmy Butler shouldn't be on this team. Maybe he's he's giving them an ultimatum and maybe it's that this is mm-hmm. what it will come to of. Carl Anthony Towns or Jimmy Butler. And and, and that's that's maybe what Carl Anthony is, is, Towns is going to say is is that, you know, again, we can win. We have a valuable player in Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler is not going to work with me. We should get a player that's going to work with me like DeMarcus Cousins worked with Anthony Davis, like Drew Holiday worked mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis. Maybe that's what, what, what this needs to boil down to is maybe they need to build this team around Cat instead of building this team to just make the playoffs. Because maybe Carl Anthony Towns thinks so highly of himself that he he can take this team to the playoffs with Wiggins, with uh, a great point guard, not Jeff Teague, um, mm-hmm. and, and with a, a guy that can stretch the floor maybe like a, uh, a Nico did.
2: You know what I find really funny? Hmm. Last year, Jimmy is a Chicago Bull, right? Yes. Sir. Locker room problems all over the place. And with that, it was Fred doesn't have control of the locker room. Yep. This time, we already we're already we talking about a relationship that's skewed. But what's the difference here? Jimmy Butler is a coach that's in his corner 100%. There's no way Tibbs, A, doesn't have control of the locker room, but B, is not going to go against Jimmy. So for me, this isn't a cat like a, hey, you know what, trade me or Jimmy. It's a, I, it, this relationship is screwed it's not re- like we can't build on this because mm-hmm. you're in this guy's corner, and Jimmy gets his. I'm insinuating a little bit, but like Jimmy gets his way, you're his guy. I want out. That's what I think it is. Not a you, Do you
0: think me, it's, it's Wiggins I want and Cat on one side. It Could and be. Well, it was the rest of the Timber bowls well, on the other. It
1: something. was
2: D Wade and Jimmy in the bowl.
1: There's something too with with Bulls. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> where he knew they were saying that he might be mm-hmm. pushed out, where he, where he he might be the odd man out. He was yep. upset with his his usage, and one thing too. You look at Andrew Wiggins' performances in those 17 games. His points per game went up. He was at like 17.7 on the season as a whole. He was at 18.9 when Jimmy Butler was out. His percentages from the field went up 2 percent from or went about up about 1.5. Went from 43 to 45 and a half. His three point percentage was above league average. Went from 33 percent to 37.9 percent. Even his free throw percentage went up from 64 percent to 68 percent. So Andrew Wiggins Space and Carlton Towns. performed better without Jimmy Butler the team didn't but Mm -hmm. the two players did yeah so again what would you rather do would you go with youth or would you go with Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau that's the question that I think this might boil down to because yes this team made the playoffs yes they broke the streak that Minnesota was I think out of the playoffs for 14 straight years Mm -hmm. but does that you know rely to a conducive team does that rely to three great guys with talent, mm-hmm. or does that relate to a, a team that's well, welding together? So far, it hasn't worked out, in, in at least with the year with Jimmy Butler.
2: And that's why I'm just going to throw this out here, is are we going to look back at the hiring of Thibodeau and saying, hey, this was a horrible hire for the T-Wolves, mainly because I look at it, Oh, I'm just bringing back the yes man. Derrick Rose comes back. Now, Derek Rose did ball out a little he bit did. in that playoffs. i say he earned his but, shit.
0: You don't talk shit about Derrick Rose. D.
2: Rose comes back or bringing in Taj Gibson, Jimmy Butler. It's like, and if I was Cat, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought this was my team. This I'm is just not saying. my team anymore. This is not the Timberwolves.
0: It's the Timberwolves. <laughs> i say the difference is. The the head coach knows that he can take those yeah. four guys into the playoffs. Get those four in. guys can get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. yes.
1: Well, it's funny, too, because five months ago, guess what we had? Yep. We had the topic, then only got 752 views. Go check out this video. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, is Tom <laughs> Thibodeau the right coach for the Timberwolves? Mm-hmm. What did we say? I don't no. remember what I said. I said no. I said no. I said this was did not going to be We all said no. We said, we we don't said don't no. Remember. Because this was, again, five months ago. Oh, December 11, 2017. That's, like a
2: that's a long time ago.
1: This was just, a, again, this is something where they were 6-11 in the West. Mm-hmm. They were four, you know in the fourth seed. They they didn't show exactly the great growth. This was The defense still wasn't there. The defense still wasn't there. It's just something that maybe he doesn't fit the NBA coaching style, like we agree. Maybe he sees players like James Harden going with a, a coach like Mike D'Antoni that fits his personality. And look where the Rockets are. Look where you know LeBron was at least with Tyloo. Again, Tyloo's not a great coach, but LeBron's mm-hmm. a little bit more happier with Tyloo mm-hmm. as, as a coach. We look at what Steve Kerr does for these for, for these players. I mean, it's something where maybe the coach isn't the right fit. And maybe him picking favorites like Jimmy Butler, maybe him making Jimmy Butler the focus of his team, is going to end up hurting Minnesota in the long run. And it's clearly surfacing as Carl Anthony Towns is not having a, a, a great relationship with Minnesota. So let's get into the thing, the, at least the details of, of, of this topic. Will Carl Anthony Towns be traded by the Minnesota Timberwolves?
2: I'm going to lean towards yes by like 51%. Wow. I'm completely in the middle, but I'll lean yes a little bit. Okay. The interesting thing I wanted to throw out there about this, though, is the team first team I'm thinking about is the Clippers. And the reason why I think about the Clippers is back in January, there were talks that the Clippers proposed a blockbuster deal mm-hmm. that involved Blake Griffith for Cat. Yeah. And the T-Wolves said no. So what I'm thinking this time around, what if it happens where T-Wolves ring, 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 hey, Clippers, you were interested before, and Jerry West goes, Oh, how the tables have turned. Like, now they have an extra draft pick. Do you want to trade both draft picks for Cat? But Jerry West can now be in the driver's seat to maybe swindle the T-wolves like he swindled the Pistons to take Blake Griffin.
0: I mean, it's entirely possible. Assets are there, but what does Tom Thibodeau care about assets? Mm -hmm. He don't. He wants players who can, you know, come play for him and compete for the playoffs.
2: Like a DeAndre Jordan?
0: I... That after he signed, but yeah, if he
2: accepts that player option, DeAndre Jordan for Cat, I
0: don't know that that's asking a lot. Um, I honestly think that he developing,
2: will develop and develop I, and develop. I think he'll stay.
0: I, I think Cat stays. I think Wiggins might be the odd man out, uh, or mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau is the odd man out. It's one of the other one of those two guys. I think Kat's too unique to give up. Even if he's angry, we've seen players get angry at situations. Kristaps didn't even talk to his own freaking team mm-hmm. for a like month. So mm-hmm. like, I, I think that he needs to vent his frustration because he had a disappointing performance in the playoffs and he feels like had they correctly utilized his talent, they wouldn't have getting, gotten bounced so quickly. Um, I think there is a fair point to what Ricky said about the imbalance in the locker room and the potential favoritism. But at the same time, you have to understand that Jimmy Butler is better. Is a better player than you. Jimmy
2: Butler's the is guy. Is he? Yes. When I mean, Carlin Towns sorry, is when 20, it's game on the line, like need, okay. Jimmy Butler's yes. clutch as
1: fuck. But, yeah. okay, I'm not disagreeing that Jimmy Butler is, is clutch as fuck, but are we talking about <laughs> are we talking about, <laughs> we we talking about next season? or Are we talking about who's more valuable to a franchise?
0: I mean, that's I, I mean, would I'm, say Carly
1: Towns is more, more valuable. valuable to a franchise. He's younger, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. that one guy can hit shots right now. I'm not saying that one guy's at more of a prime position. One guy's a, a great two way player, than Jimmy Butler. Right. But once Carly the Towns, no, this guy, this guy is a seven footer with great athleticism that's shooting from three. Yep. I mean, this, at a high percentage. This, this scoring, this scoring output from Carly Towns. Again, he had two bad games in the playoffs, but he's still in his first playoff appearance. And, and again, this was against a great Houston team. Carly Towns still has miles to grow, and he just put up twenty-five points in his second year, and his percentages were better in his junior year. So again, I think Carly Towns might be at least more valuable. The question is, there. how
2: far gone is this relationship? Is it mendable, or is it so far gone to where it's like, fuck it, we just got to trade, we got to trade Cat. We got to get him out of town.
0: I think the problem comes down to his game so one-sided. that Thibodeau has like, uh, you can only deal with someone who's such a net negative on Mm -hmm. the defensive side for so long. Yes, especially under Thibodeau, you can ignore for for part, but yeah, Thibodeau side, I can see where he's coming from, and I can see the lack of growth in year two under Thibodeau Mm -hmm. from him, where it just comes to the point where he's like, look, I'm going with Jimmy. He's he's the guy who got us here. He's the guy we're gonna play through. He's a better ball handler. And he is a dynamic playmaker.
2: Two-way player.
0: Two-way player.
1: I got this. All right? I got this. Mm-hmm. We, we all brought up great points, and I think my trade will help fix all it. Right. Again, okay. I'm not saying this is going to be something that's going to happen. Yeah, make work. But this I just show will work. throw this out there. We've heard Anthony Davis's names in trade rumors before, correct? What's yeah. the one team Yikes. that's been valuing Anthony Boston. Davis? Bastin. Boston. Boston. Huh. Weird. What's Boston's problem right now that we see them facing?
0: I mean, I don't see any problems. They're they're
1: rolling. They're what, play, but what's what's one what's what's <laughs> what, what's, <laughs> nice. what's one problem we see them possibly facing next year? Mm, the I Warriors, mean, Kevin no. Durant. Where where are all these wings going to play? Jalen oh, yeah. Brown, so many wings. Jason Tatum, <laughs> so many wings. Gordon Hayward. Where are these guys going to play? Are they all going to be able to play and get but playing? They play anytime? one through four, mm-hmm. baby. Now, Tom Divido loves defensive players, right? Yeah. So, Jalen Brown. Goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kyle and Towns goes to the Boston Celtics. And these fans, Minnesota from the are going to murder. And Minnesota you. gets the Sacramento Kings pick in 2019. Jesus Christ! Um, and then also the Celtics uh, have the Memphis pick in 2019. We just talked about Memphis being a dumpster fire. So Memphis will either uh, you either get Memphis pick if it's nine or later in 2019. You get it if it's number seven or later in 2020. Or you get the uh, Memphis pick unprotected, unregarded in 2021. So you get two first-round hmm. picks, Jalen Brown, for Carl anthony Towns, and you look at this Boston team, what's Carl anthony Towns' biggest deficiency? Defense. What has Brad Stevens done so well? Cover he's up made holes in the defense. Young kids look great defensively, and he's covered up holes in young players. Yeah. So what if I told you, and this is now starting to sound like an ESPN 30 for 30. <laughs> yep.
0: What, have what if I told Kyrie you? Kyrie
1: Irving comes back and plays point guard mm-hmm. at the two Weirdly enough, you have Jason Tatum play. Or, you know, let's, let's put Gordon It'd be Hayward Gordon there. Gordon Hayward, yeah. Kyrie Irving plays the one. Gordon Hayward plays the two. Jason Tatum plays the three. Carl Anthony Towns plays the four. And at the five, you have Al Horford, who can move that ball around the I offense. I mean, Cat
0: would sign off on a deal like that in about a second, maybe a second and a where, half. Where if are he the had problems in the trade? Uh, the problem is that the Timberwolves getting Jalen Brown doesn't just, make them a better team.
1: But it also gets you a player that's still young. It gets you a player that showed a ton of promise. And oh this my is, God, Again, yes. Jalen Brown's been a great but player the so far.
0: But not there what between you
1: Jimmy, Jalen, and Wiggins. But that gives you the option now to trade Wiggins if Wiggins is unha- healthy or unhappy. For what? And you bring in another big, or you bring in a guy that can stretch <laughs> the floor. The let's floor. go! Let's go! Try to chase another cat. What? But Cat's not happy there. And you get a guy that's at least going to fit. Again, I understand that, again, it's, it's a lot to do. You're trading
0: for Jalen Brown to be a Wiggins replacement, so you can trade Wiggins to find a Cat replacement. Do you see what you're doing but here? You, but
1: Cat, he but Cat, the Cat that you have doesn't want to play. The Cat in the back. Again, I'm not saying, hey, I'm not, did I ever say this is going to happen? I said this is an option. Did I ever say this is going to happen? No. <laughs> I never said this is going to happen. No, I'm just trying I said to, this is an option. I, I'm trying. I've still got, yeah. I'm not saying this is going to happen. <laughs> I think Carlton Towns is going to stay. I think Carl Towns is going to say, why did you trade Carlton T. Towns? He's one of the best bigs and up-and-coming bigs in the, in the league. Yeah, is ass. I'm throwing out something that might be able to happen because at least value-wise it does work out. Yes, I agree. They're both highly Jalen Brown, two first-round
0: picks for Carlton Towns? I think, yeah. I think Boston would say uh, Jalen Brown and one first-round pick for Cat. Uh, but that's sort of because Jalen Brown's been balling out uh, since he. But if you're
1: Boston, you fix your wing problem, you get Carlton Towns.
0: And what now you have a problem. Their wing problem is they have too many good wings. Exactly.
1: So then you've, you fill out, fill out your positions at, at the five and the four of Carlene Towns. I know. Mean, I mean, your wing <laughs> problem still. But the, your, the your problem is, your is that fixed. I would rather
0: trade for Anthony Davis than Cat. But five Davis is not going to be traded.
1: They're not trading AD. We don't. We don't know AD. They're, they're a playoff team. AD is their guy. They just signed AD. AD's a locked up. Why are they moving AD? They don't need to be, move AD. It's the freaking Pelicans, man. What does that does mean? Does it have to make sense? Yes, the Pelicans have been a fairly decent run franchise for the past two years. They got DeMarcus Cousins. If they bring back Boogie Cousins, there you go. If they can bring him back, then yeah, that's a team that's probably you know fifth in the the Western Conference next yep. year. So I agree, I agree. I, th- I again, I think that but Carly if, Towns on this Boston team, you can take out the Warriors like that. Can you not? I Kyrie Irving, th- Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Carly I'm Towns, sorry, and Al Horford. I,
2: I gotta see that before I believe it. Like. I'm not the Warriors and LeBron. Like I said in our Easter Conference preview, I picked Cavs in seven because I mean you don't pick against LeBron.
1: I'll throw out a funny one for you. All right, here and we I'm go. We're bringing we're bringing Caleb back to Minnesota. Oh, Caleb and Larry Nance for Taj Gibson, Kyrie Towns in the eighth pick goes to Minnesota
0: and their future something
1: future future Jr. Smith. I don't know, Jesus. But th- there's one funny for you. I mm-hmm. mean, like I, I, I think that there's not going to be a deal going out because there's no value for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, you can't. You, don't, you can't value Carl Anthony Towns even if he's going to get a max contract. You, a player like that deserves a max contract. It's 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 like trying to trade Anthony Davis. It's like trying to trade. You will never DeMarcus get equal Cousins. value. Demarcus Cousins, except for trait, Paul
0: George, which apparently worked out.
1: Yeah, that trade that doesn't look terrible that Demarcus Cousins would now. But when it first happened, we were saying Sacramento were idiots. Because we don't know where to value these great players. Mm. So Carl Anthony Towns, what?
0: No, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm remembering it's, back to the boogie trade. And I was like, I don't know. I thought we were pretty even on that one.
1: No, I trashed that one. Oh. 21 <laughs> minutes on solo podcast. <laughs> um, but no, again. You did do a solo it, 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 it just here. It goes down to, we don't know how to value these players. Because, again, Carl Anthony Towns is 22 years old. If he develops a defensive game, he's better offensively than Joel Embiid. Is he not? Yes. So if he develops a defensive game... How is he not Anthony Davis? How can he not be better than Anthony Davis? Because Anthony Davis is a Defensive
0: Player of the Year candidate for the last X years and will be for the next X years.
1: But if Carl Towns is better offensively, again, Carl Towns is only 22 years old. Again, if he's able to still develop this offensive game, be a player that shoots 50, 40, and 90 as a big, I as understand. a 7-footer? I footer. understand
0: what, what he can do offensively. I don't think he ever gets close to league average on But if defense.
1: he goes to Brad Stevens, Boston's department of turning players into defensive gods... How could he not?
0: How could he not?
1: I'm just saying. If if Tom
0: Thibodeau couldn't teach this man defense... I know Brad Stevens is our coach than Tom Thibodeau, but Tom Thibodeau is a coach for just renowned defensive but knowledge. He's,
1: but he doesn't know how to coach players. That's the, that's the whole argument that we're boiling down to is that he doesn't know how to relate to Carlton Towns and these young players. That's that's what we're boiling it down to. Brad right. Stevens has proven that he can work with young players, that he can work with guys that have at least personality issues. I mean, Isaiah Thomas. Thibodeau look should at, have look,
0: just gone to Memphis. Look at
1: he should. Why didn't we think of that earlier? Mm-hmm. He should have. But, I mean, look at the head case that Isaiah ter- Thomas turned out to be after he left Boston. Mm-hmm. He was... Great in Boston. Look at Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's a complete head crazy. Didn't hear a single thing out of him uh, when he was in Boston. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. Marcus Smart is insane. But Marcus Smart also is a great positive for <laughs> you Boston. You insane
0: as an insult there, I'm pretty sure, right?
1: Marcus Smart just beat up players when he was, uh, beat up fans when he was on Oklahoma State. Like, I mean, like, again, like, Marcus Smart was a little bit of a head case back at Oklahoma State. He's shown, even in Boston, a little bit to be a little bit of a head case, but he's been doing it protecting teams. He gets in people's heads, too. Yeah. But, uh, he's, he, Brad Stevens is valued Valuable. players. Yep. If Boston gets Carl Anthony Towns, you get, I'm going to say it because I said it even at the start of the season, mm-hmm. you get the best big man in the league. I'll say it over Joe, and I'll say it possibly over Anthony Davis. Not right now, but he could develop to possibly the best big in the so, league.
2: So, I got one trade okay. I'll throw I'm out I'm not there.
1: saying right now. I'm saying potential. All right. Let Just can't what... not have the potential to be the best player in the league. We'll see. You shoot 60, 40, 90 let me know, as a big? Let me know what you think 68. of this trade. This is with the Clippers. He's like
2: I finally worked one out that works. So, the T-Wolves would get DeAndre Jordan, Pat Bev, and whichever Clipper pick you want, I'll go with the one that's on the bottom. The Clippers would get Jeff Teague, Carl Anthony Towns, and the t pick. So it's like, you know what? We're swapping these players: uh, Jordan and Beverly for Teague and Towns. And I'll give you one of my top lottery picks, but I get your first round. Pick. Sean,
1: got hell at no! This. What the
2: fuck? What do you they think they're value? remotely even in value? Do you I'm know who Carl anthony Towns is? I'm just trying to
1: find something. It, like, it would be the two the, picks this year the and thing, then the next year. Jeff Teague is more valuable the than the type of. The thing younger. that
2: is weird about this Clipper thing is, do they have enough value to get Carl anthony Towns? No. And will they want to budge from both of their picks?
1: Now, I would trade both of my picks right. and, and a nice 13 future. futures. Now, one But so would the Clippers
2: want to do I'm that being because dramatic. of their whole...
0: Yeah. But the weird thing is, I think that that trade, if it happened... I think that Timberwolves team is better.
2: <laughs> well, because Peppa... I, I think Peppa
0: and DeAndre Jordan on that the roster.
1: The, Long term, probably the, the Clippers. Clippers. Is it close? But, Long
0: term?
2: I don't know. The, no. I, we we don't know. We well, don't it depends know. on, is Doc the guy to bring him somewhere, or do they <laughs> move on from Doc? I mean, Cat is going
0: to be playing second fill the Doc's son.
1: I yeah. ap- I appreciate the effort, Ricky. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying do you
0: I don't. But, I, I want to hear, do you think that this Timberwolves team would win, would have a better chance of winning? with De- Pat DeAndre Bev Jordan. and Deandre Jordan then Cat and Teague.
1: I defensively they'd be disgusting.
0: I mean, how how would they not be? Defensively they'd be Jimmy disgusting. Butler, Pat Bev, Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson and Unreal. Deandre Jordan. Unreal you defensively. got one wing you got to worry about and of, and even he is athletic enough to be a, a an average defender. Yeah,
1: to, I mean you put him on your you put him on the worst exactly. one, 1 through 3. It's incredible. That, but, that would would be sick. But I don't think they I don't think they 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 take down the Warriors. I don't think they take down Golden State. You had Carly Towns to Boston. That team's winning the NBA championship for the next 13 years. You mm-hmm. say, I don't I don't agree with that, but okay. okay. Real quick, I'm just going to throw this out there. Carly Towns' line this year, 54, 42, and 85 is better than any shooting line that Anthony Davis has ever had in his career. Yeah. And also, Carly Towns has played 82 games in every single year.
0: How many 50-20 games does he have? I don't know. How, how many? One, does, how many one does probably does is probably. Davis has 56. Anthony Davis.
1: I'm not dozens. saying. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not saying Anthony Davis isn't <laughs> Maybe the like best player right still. now. At least the best center and best big. Best big because uh, I think Boogie's yeah, the best center. Best best big in the best big in the NBA right now. I'm yeah. not disagreeing in that. But also, I'm just saying he has uh,
0: potential because he's an offensive genius. God. Offensive guy, like and he he, just, you could teach so a twenty-two-year-old kid. He is defense, so smooth hopefully. for
1: his size; it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Let us know what you think about a Karl Anthony Towns trade. This this camera going to die in about three, two, one. Imagine if I called it. Anyways, uh, I knew you weren't what going. It's ahead. not even recording. Anyways, that's gonna that's gonna it's gonna end the uh, the Carl Anthony Towns talk. I'd be upset, if uh, I wasn't. Ricky, I appreciate the the the, the Clippers trade, but I will not think value at lines. I open. think
2: that the Clippers not val not that exact trade, but I think a trade with the Clippers will be most likely because the Clippers did show interest before when they did have Blake.
1: Does it happen, though?
2: Yes. I'm going to say fi- I'm still going with he my still 51% the Cat gets
1: traded. 51%? Yeah. Nice right way now, to hedge trade- your bets there, buddy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm on the fence, but I'll lean a little bit to the yes side.
1: David, does it happen? No. What's team most likely? Thibodeau is going to get... Uh, no, he
2: asked which team is more oh, likely?
1: Thibodeau. Team Thibodeau. Toronto Thibodeaus. Uh, no, any team that sounds most likely, times. or is it just Come not going to happen? It's, it's just not going to happen all right. at all. I think if a team is most likely, there goes the camera. If a team is most likely, it's going to be Boston. It's not going to happen, though. If Anthony Towns is going to stay in Minnesota. Uh, anyways, that's going to wrap it up. Let us know if you think Anthony Towns is going to be traded, if this relationship can be repaired. Anyways, that's going to do it here for the Fastbreak Podcast. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast. Also, don't forget to check out mostavowowowablepodcast.com. You can check out our shops and get some MVP merch. We're going to have uh, some Patreons next week. Hopefully, Jake, and hopefully, uh, Will. Will. As well. Uh, the new patron, we were supposed to have him on last week or last month. We're mm-hmm. excited to have him on this week, uh, this month. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> weeks, months. This has been a, time a, flies. a rough podcast because we've done, I think, over six hours of podcasting in uh, one week. We in the had past two, two, two weeks. Last week,
2: we had two this week. Yeah, so oh about my God. Six hours
1: of podcasting, maybe even closing in on seven. Uh, seven hours no. of podcasting and those drafts in the past were two weeks.
2: Two hours a week. They were yes. a ton of fun. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: there's four hours, and I think we had two other hour episodes. Uh-huh. So, uh, maybe seven, eight hours. Of and We hope you've been enjoying them. We're glad to be doing them. Uh, we're going to get a one podcast week uh, next week, hopefully, uh, unless some crazy news uh-uh. happens like Carnathy Towns getting traded. Uh, but, anyways, uh, that should do it. I think I did all the housekeeping. Uh, thank you again for helping us have our best two months back to back. We're super excited of getting more content as the uh, June 21st date of the NBA draft comes around. But for Dave Oster, for Ricky Weber, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast.